0: Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the -the off-the-wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome to it. First show of the year. First show of the decade. And uh, I hope it's really going to be a good one. So uh, welcome to it. And I'm looking forward already uh, to getting into all the different issues with you uh, this year. Now, you know, it's a new year, which doesn't mean that there aren't things to clutch about, right? Uh, particularly in the Jewish world, whether it's anti-Semitism or BDS or assimilation. Uh, we didn't even get through one week of the New Year without a uh, major escalation with Iran. There are lots of things to worry about in the Jewish world. But I'm not going to talk about that today because we have a whole year on which to talk about all sorts of serious uh, and more importantly negative things because they do affect us uh, and we do need to know about them. But given this is the first show, of the new year, the first show of the new decade, I thought that we 're going to start off on a positive note we 're going to be starting off looking at where things are going right and what are the things that are going to be affecting us in a positive way in the coming year and the coming uh, decade based on trends from the previous decade so Just after the break, after I come back, we are going to be doing the top five things that are affecting the world and the Jewish world positively in 2020 going forward. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Back with the 101.9 Chai FM, looking at the top five things of 2020 that are going to be uh, affecting you, me and everyone in a positive manner uh by the way if you if you want to contribute your own uh responses to this particular question what are the things that are affecting us uh, positively that you are picking up and seeing please uh, do us a favor you can uh, send us an sms 345 one, nine. That's your SMS line, or you can telegram us on 0618951019. Uh, and then you can also add to the list. We don't only have to have five. In fact, since I started with this list, uh, there have been all sorts of other thoughts I've had, but I just didn't prep that for the show. Uh, so we're just going to have to stick to five for the moment. So what's coming up first on uh, our list today? Well, the first one I thought would be education. Education uh, and particularly Jewish education, because uh, just uh, yesterday, or the day before, uh, and on social media, more or less the whole week, is they had the Sium Hashas uh, in the Met Stadium in New York, uh, which I thought uh, was, uh, you know, fantastic. There were nine, more than ninety thousand Jews uh, celebrating this particular event, which is the the cycle of uh, seven and a bit years of learning one page of the Talmud every single day, and, and people do it together all around the world, and uh, it, it, it is a big deal. What's different this time, however, from last time, is that this is the first ever global uh, siyum for women that also took place at the same time. Women were there, uh, they had an event, and so it, it wasn't only limited to men. So it it shows just how far... Learning uh, at this very, very high level uh, is coming uh, in the Jewish world, and it's not just uh, it's not just in these sorts of forums. If uh, you are uh, uh, someone who was around in England, uh, in London over over the holidays, you might have gone to Limud, which is the big uh, uh, they have their big Limud uh, conference in in London, which was kind of uh, the big one uh, that happens. And uh, and Limood is something that's been growing as well uh, uh, around the world, and uh, now is hitting forty thousand uh, participants and run by four thousand volunteers, and it has over a hundred Limood events. So that's another uh, education uh, initiative which is growing and has been growing uh, in the last ten years. And even for non-mass events, right? We have uh, this fantastic growth in online learning. Uh, So you can now download apps. There's a great app called 929, which helps you uh, learn Torah. There's educational apps. We've uh, had, for example, Jewish Interactive, uh, which is a South African company on the program before, and they do uh, apps for kids, uh, and and that allow them to learn about uh, all the different aspects of Jewish culture as they're growing up in a fun and interactive way, and it really brings education to life in a way that uh, you know the traditional classroom uh not to say that they can't do it but you know in, in a way that's new and interesting and and I think that that's a crucial one because if Jews uh, are more knowledgeable about their heritage about their religion uh, about their uh, history about their culture then they're more likely to be involved with the community and be spreading uh, Jewish values so that is uh, the number 1 that I have on my top trends into 2020 for today. Uh, we are seeing some interesting trends in education, and I'm hoping that that is going to continue. Uh, have a listen to this. I'm going to take a short break, some Johnny Clegg, and when we come back, I'm going to be doing trend number two. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Back with 101.9. Hi, fam. I'm Benji Shulman on the New Blue Review, giving you... The five top trends for 2020 that are impacting the Jewish world and the world around in a positive way. And if you want to be part of the conversation, you can SMS us on 34519 or you can telegram us on 0618951019. Uh, Number two. So if number one was education and people being actively involved in learning and engaging, then I think number two has to be the explosion in Jewish and Israeli culture in the last few years. I don't think uh, we've really seen anything like it, not in quite some time. And uh, it really is quite remarkable whether you're going to see uh, movies on Jewish themes or um, reading Jewish books or listening to podcasts or music or series on Netflix. Uh, the Jewish world is producing some really compelling Content in the just in the last year, for example, uh, we had uh, Sacha Sasha Baron Cohn with his uh, Netflix series, The Spy. Uh, we've had um, a number of uh, very interesting books that are continuously being produced on a range of different topics. Uh, and there are, of course, podcasts we've had on this show, uh, the the producer of Israel's Story, which is a very well renowned uh, podcast. Dealing with uh, doc, it's a documentary podcast dealing with issues in Israel. We had Mishi Harman on the show talking about uh, his production and the stories that he's finding uh, in Israel and around the world. Uh, we've had uh, the the Gilad Halpern from the Jewish Review of Books, uh, or the excuse me, the Tel Aviv Review of Books, uh, talking about uh, that that project that he's been setting up, uh, looking at uh, Jewish literature, and, and we've spoken a little bit uh, about that as well uh so those are uh, those are huge ones uh in fact, book reading at the moment I just looked at uh, and i'm reading Matty friedman's new book uh the it's called the spies of no Country uh which is about the sort of the start of the Mossad uh era with uh jewish arab or arab israel not not Arab israel but jewish arab spies or or Jews who were from Arab lands, who were spies at the beginnings of the Mossad and and how they uh, contributed to the state. And that's actually been a huge part of this cultural renaissance that we're seeing, is that there's enormous amount of spy and espionage uh, stories that have all of a sudden come out, whether it's the capturing of Eichmann uh, and, and that trial, which was a movie that came up, uh, the, the, originally the book was The House on Gibaldi Street And now it got made into a movie uh, Or Fado, which is uh, about uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict uh, Which has spawned a range of uh, different uh, other ones so, so there's a huge amount of interest in Israeli espionage Which traditionally uh, was something very secret And now is being seen as something very interesting for people So uh, I think that that is something else which uh, is an unusual trend uh in in this particular uh, arena and it looks set to continue uh with people like Gal Gadot uh who have burst onto the hollywood um uh, the hollywood stages with a number of roles and it looks like she's going to be doing a number of other different ones in the coming years um apparently she signed up for two shows uh one which is about a polish uh, righteous Amongst the Nations, someone who saved many, many Jews in Poland, and she's going to be doing a film about that. And also a, a film about, uh, an Isra- apparently it's a book that is in Israeli set work, which is about a, uh, a, a romantic relationship between a, um, a, an Israeli and a Palestinian, uh, which is in the set work, and uh, she's going to be making a movie about that. So, uh, I think that, uh, you know, uh, we have a lot to look forward to. And on the musical side, uh, we have the most amazing opportunity here in this community, uh, to, to get the best, um, you know, Israeli uh, and Jewish music that's out there. I mean, I can tell you, uh, I happened to be in Israel uh, towards the end of last year and I sat down at a very, A hip cafe in Tel Aviv, which I should point out I did not go to because I thought it was hip. It was because a Tel Avivian told me so, so therefore it had to be. And uh, they were playing a song that you would have heard here uh, on High FM on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, in the sort of uh, 10 plus years that High FM has been around, uh, we have been bringing you Jewish and Israeli music. And that has only just improved, particularly in the last few years. And it is exactly and sometimes more so the kind of music that you 'll find um, on Israeli stations and Jewish stations around the world uh, and and on our station, for sure, we have a fantastic um, uh, music guy who who brings you all of that, and so you can uh, have the opportunity to get the best of of uh, Jewish and Israeli music, which I think is a real plus on our station, so I think uh, that is going to be a trend that continues for 2020. Karen uh apparently agrees she has uh, SMS thing say hey saying hey Benji happy 2020 great insights so far uh from Karen. Thank you so much Karen, I really appreciate the fact that uh, you took some time. She also agrees with me by the way that our music is excellent. So uh, that is fantastic. If you want to add to the list with Karen, uh you can let us know 061895 One zero one nine, Or you can SMS us on 34519. Now, talking about that fantastic music, let's get back to it for a moment with some Moshe Peretz. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. That was Moshe Peretz, Flight 5325 on 101.9 High FM. As we look at the top five trends of uh running up to 2020 and beyond that are going to be positively affecting the world uh, for hopefully this year and the next decade. So, number one was education, number two was culture. Number three, well, number three might seem like a bit of a counter-intuitive one, uh, but we're going to put it in anyway. And I'm going to put number three as the fight against anti-Semitism. Now, I suppose uh, you could see that as a negative because obviously if you're fighting anti-Semitism, it means there are more of, there's more of it. Um, and there certainly is. There's no doubt about that at the moment. But what's very interesting for me is that it looks as though the Jewish, like the Jewish world is got, starting to get a little bit better at fighting this. I mean, cast your mind back, for example, to 2001 and the Durban conference. Uh, where the racist turban conference, uh, where the, the the sort of attacks on Israel really began and the whole genesis of the BDS movement began. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, the Jewish world and Israel was not completely prepared uh, for what happened at that event and um, didn't really know how to react. Now, we're talking nearly 20 years ago, and uh, the situation is completely different. In that time, Jewish organizations... Uh, around the world, have started to build a network. They've started to build a response infrastructure. Uh, they started to proactively go after certain issues, and and slowly but surely, although there's more anti-Semitism, Jews are more effective at um, actually fighting it. And I think that that's uh, that's a real positive. So a great example, I think, is Britain, where we had this real real challenge and a real real potential for uh the the labor party which um is traditionally been the home of uh of the jewish community there politically uh in in Britain to be not only taken over by an anti uh, semite supporting uh personality in the, the shape of Jeremy Corbyn, uh, but for that potentially to even be a member of the government uh, and to be head of it. And the Jewish community, who in London is is sort of often satirized as being keep your head low, keep quiet, keep strum, and sort of fight quietly, really did an amazing job in getting together, protesting, focusing on the issues, uh, digging up all of Jeremy Corbyn's problematic Things that he said, of which there had been a lot, and really driving this issue in public as uh, an issue of anti-Semitism that had to be dealt with by by the British public, and it was a nasty fight, and it was horrible, and a lot of uh, Jewish MPs eventually resigned from the party over anti-Semitism. Uh, but in the end of the day, they they put up a good fight, and I think uh, in some measure uh, you saw this. Uh, This as part of uh, the collapse that Jeremy Corbyn had uh, in in, in his election. This march that we saw in the USA uh, just yesterday I think is a very good sign. Uh, The Americans are a massively powerful Jewish community. They have all sorts of resources in terms terms of money and uh, political expertise. But there hasn't been the requisite, I think, United approach and solidarity for Jews across the spectrum that we needed in order to really start fighting things. I've heard complaints about about this from a number of Jewish quarters. And so uh, hopefully this uh, is a start of American Jewry uh, getting better at this and more united and understanding this is not a strictly a political issue. Uh, Israel has also started to wake up to the fact that this is not just a diaspora problem and has started to put some things in place that can help us fight this particular scourge in south africa uh, we had a a very successful uh well not very, not very successful but a successful fight against uh the boycott motion at uct uh, and if you compare that to example for 10 years ago where the similar fight against uj took place uh, it it was a completely different aspect and was much more organized so i think that there is lots of uh, positives around that And uh, I couldn't cover this topic without also bringing to light the issue of allies and uh, people who are becoming more and more aligned to the Jewish cause. Uh, Obviously in South Africa, for example, in the last 10 years, we've seen an enormous growth in the number of uh, Christians in South Africa that are being supportive of Israel and supportive of the Jewish community. And they're obviously very loud and, and they have a lot to say. Uh, but I think that what people don't realize is that it's not just the sort of hardcore Jewish supporters, which we've seen in the last 10 years, which obviously are very welcome. Uh, and, uh, you know, we appreciate any friends we can get in this particular fight. But you've seen a lot of countries and places uh, that traditionally were anti-Israel that have not suddenly become pro, uh, but have just sort of gone quiet. The most obvious of these, of course, is uh, in the Arab world. Uh, where the fear of Iran has meant that Arab states who literally for the last 75 years have more or less been completely at war with Israel, um, are, are seeing, uh, Israel as a ally in the fight against extremism and, uh, and as a potential way to, to really uh, help them integrate into their populations into the modern world. So I think that that's very positive. And, uh, we've seen a number of countries in Europe, uh which has traditionally been a, a hostile area uh and from a diplomacy perspective in south america we've seen a number of of pro regimes uh that, that didn't used to be africa of course has been a massive growth area uh, in terms of of countries that want to engage with israel and asia as well china um and and a number of others and this is a this is a positive and these are not countries that are suddenly waving an Israeli flag and singing Hatikva, But what it does mean is that there's a quiet recognition uh, of the importance of Israel on the international stage, a willingness to engage, uh, a, a need to do so. And uh, if this trend continues, I think it can only be good and positive uh, for Jews worldwide going forward. Uh, we're going to take another break now and listen to some more music and uh, sticking with the Israeli theme, we're looking at Static and Ben Altavore with Namaste This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman 101.9 101.9 FM, I'm Benji Schulman. this is the New Blue Review, welcome to the program once again. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, feel free to telegram us 0618951019 uh, or sms us 34519 and uh, you can contribute to our list of uh, the top 5 things that are going to be changing the world for the better in the next decade and the next year. So, We've done education, we've done culture, we've done anti-Semitism, or at least the reaction to it. And now uh, we're going to look at another one, which is technology. Now, it's kind of bizarre, because if you think about it, it's only been 10 years since the book Startup Nation was published, right? So it was published at the end of 2009, so literally just before uh, the start of the previous decade. It's been around 10 years, and now if you say the word Startup Nation it's something that people understand completely 100% it doesn't seem to matter who you are uh, everyone gets what that phrase means and uh, more importantly it's a reflection of the reality uh, that is in particular Israeli life right so uh, in the last decade we've seen this enormous surge in particularly it related uh uh things uh, whether it's programs or, or software, or, 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 like IM, uh, you know, sort of, it's all on the software side. That's really the point I'm trying to make. And, and that's why we've seen the surge of companies coming into Israel. Uh, people like Intel and Google and uh, pretty much all of the, the, the big kids when it comes to IT research now have R&D centers in Israel because of the programming and uh, tech side of the country. And that's also why, uh, Israel's become so big on cyber. Now, if that was just part of the story, I don't think I could do it in this segment because we're looking at new trends. But I think that what's really interesting is now the confluence from strictly IT related work and uh, innovation in this respect to how that's starting to affect Tikkun Olam uh, and the changing of the world for the better. If you have an opportunity, you should do yourself a favor and go to the Perez Center for Peace and Innovation, which is in Jaffa. Uh, it's a sort of museum stroke center involved with innovation. It's a really a remarkable place. And what they do is they show the life of Shimon Perez, uh because that used to be his office, and they show Israeli tech, which you can see there, uh, and they also show how that can help to bring peace. And they've got a, a variety of technologies uh, that can help people and, and show you how uh how things are improving and one of the big sectors uh, around this is in the space of health uh so for example uh, there have been some really nice interesting uh, technologies that have been spun off from previous uh technologies that were technologically based so for example if you take mobile eye uh, so mobile eye was this massive exit Uh, That from the Hebrew University, which helped people to drive. uh, Initially, it was being used uh, in uh, things like Tesla cars, uh, but now it has a use. uh, Most Israeli rental cars will have one of these mobile devices, which kind of looks at the road around you uh, and tells you to stay in your lane or go slower or faster, et cetera. Uh, And this sort of visual technology is now starting to be applied in other spaces which are more human-centered. So, for example, uh, there is a set of glasses which is being developed which will actually look at the environment around you if uh, you are sight-impaired and will uh, tell you what is actually in front of you. It can tell you colors. uh, It can tell you people if you actually have programmed it before when you meet someone. Uh, It can give you all sorts of information around shapes, so, uh, and that's using the same uh, technology that uh, things like mobile eye were using. So that's an interesting one. Uh, for people even more sight impaired, there are even, uh, chips that they can now put in your eye, uh, that will help go from almost complete blindness to at least being able to see black and white shapes, which for someone who can't see is, is quite remarkable as well. So I think in the health sector, that's huge. And that's just on the side of things. Uh, there's technolog- technologies being produced that will be able to tell uh, serious medical conditions like heart issues, even stuff like cancer, just by listening to your voice. Uh, so uh, these are all huge and are, are having a massive impact, uh, I think already in places like Diabetes and cancer research and health research from the heart perspective, from the eyes, uh, and and that is the next level uh, that I think we're going to be seeing in the technology space. It's going from technology to to Kunulam. and of course it's not just on health. Uh, we have it on agriculture. Uh, we have it on water, which is. Uh, extremely important, particularly in a South African context. And what's nice is you're also seeing the rise of the NGO sector taking these sorts of technologies and bringing them uh, to the rest of the world. So, for example, we have uh, had visits to this country of Sivanya Erie from Innovation Africa, who helps uh, bring water to African countries using Israeli technology, which is fantastic. Uh, we have... Um, Israel aid operating just across the border in Mozambique they came uh after the big floods that we had there last year uh and we're assisting uh, on work like that even locally we have Kadena which is the local South African Jewish community's uh response which was really started getting going last year so all of these uh things are are starting to go from the technological side which was really the story of the last decade uh and and move to the Technology, technology tikkun olam side and I think that that's something that we're going to have to watch because it's going to be extremely interesting so that was number four technology and tikkun olam we are going to take another break and listen to some more music and when we come back number five this is the new blue review with Benji Shulman 101.9 Hi FM we are counting down the top five positive trends of 2020 that are gonna make the world a better place. Number five. Integration. Interesting, interesting phenomenon and perhaps the most ephemeral of all of the trends that we're going to be speaking about today is the issue of integration. And that, the reason I say ephemeral is it's not completely clear if this is going to be a trend which continues completely, if it stalls, if it goes backwards, uh, and it's very difficult to measure and see. And nonetheless, it is there, and I think it's worth talking about. So let's f- start on the first end of the spectrum amongst Israeli Arabs. There's been a lot of talk about this current uh, election cycle and the sort of tacit uh, ...support that Arab parties are giving to groups like Blue and White and some of the left-leaning parties. Now, a lot of people have seen that as simply a kind of way of dealing with Netanyahu... ...because he's not well-liked by the Arab sector in Israel. And uh, they're you know, they doing this as a sort of a, a get-stuffed move against Netanyahu. But other observers, and I think quite crucially and interestingly, have said that this is actually a more important broader trend... Uh, large chunks of the Arab-Israeli population have been opposed to the state's existence uh, since it was founded uh, because of the issue with the Palestinians. And they have been trying to uh, sort of not be part of the society. But what the recent elections show and recent um, sort of moves by Arab politicians show is that ordinary Arab-Israelis are getting sick and tired of this narrative uh, that the Jews are going to leave. Uh, and they are consistently, if you look at polls, saying that they would rather be part of Israel than part of other Arab countries or even a Palestinian state. And what they want from Israel is actually the ability to participate in the country more broadly. Uh, they want to participate in elections. We've seen huge surge in uh, Arab-Israeli voters in the last while, uh, the last few elections, um, We've we've seen demands for economic integration, uh, other social measures, and that is a good sign because it shows uh, that people want to be part of the country, they want to contribute. Uh, there's even been uh, attempts at starting to join the army uh, from the Arab Israeli sector, uh, which has not necessarily been traditionally part of that. Uh, and so we're slowly but surely seeing uh, some integration uh, from uh, from that side, and and hopefully. Um, if it can be uh, correctly done, then uh, the Israeli government can can use that trend in a positive way. And ironically, someone at the forefront of that has actually been Netanyahu himself. So hopefully that will continue. On the other end of the spectrum is uh, the ultra-Orthodox or the Haredim in Israel. These are people who often just study uh, religious texts and religious uh, stor- um uh, texts and religious subjects and uh, haven't had the sort of basic secular education that allows them to work, no math uh, and uh, no English, sometimes no Hebrew. And in the last few years, there's also been a move uh, to start finding them in the workforce and finding ways uh, that charadim who want to uh, learn uh, some secular subjects so that they can start providing for their family in some way uh, and doing some work uh, and and earning a livelihood it's, there's been moves in that direction universities are making courses available uh, the tech industry has been particularly powerful uh, because you don't have to interact too far out of um uh, too far out of uh, your social circle. You can do it at home. And so uh, tech has been important for a woman as well, um, which is a uh, great. So they can also start to provide uh, for their families. And uh, if you're interested in this, you should check out a guy called Menachem Bombach, uh, who is a Haredi educator um, living in uh, B'nai Brak, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, and he has some very interesting Ideas on that. Uh, this became a big issue in about 2015, 2016, and it looked like it was gaining momentum and then it fell off again uh, and looks like it might be on the agenda again with this new election uh, with um uh, with Lieberman demanding more ultra-Orthodox participation in the army, which has also become a big thing, even though it's been obviously highly controversial. But it is a trend, and it is a crucial trend, because uh, Haredim make up a huge percentage of the Israeli population, uh, and they are going to be crucial to the future of the country as well. So it would be interesting to see where that goes. Brings us to the end of the show for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed it and hope you uh, uh, found it useful and interesting. And hopefully the rest of the year we're going to be bringing you shows uh, which you will find useful and interesting as well. Thank you to everyone who helps put the show together. Uh, to Mandy who is on our production side. Vusi who does the sound and Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons. That's me from the new Blue Review for 2020, show number one. We'll chat to you next week.